0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father, thank you for your presence here. Jesus, thank you for the victory that you have wrought on our behalf. We just got to continue in that victory. We've got to keep remembering and, and celebrating the victory that you have. Because that's our victory. Father, I thank you that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, I'm so grateful that you speak to each one of us so intimately, so personally. So today, speak to us just as you will. Not with the words that are coming out of my mouth, not so much for what's spoken, but what's heard. Father, I thank you for what's heard through your spirit, through what you're saying to each one of us. May we grow, may we transform, may we repent, may we get conviction in our life. May we go from glory to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You agree with that? Grab your seats, shake hands with someone, and I'll get my notes ready and my dad jokes. None. Lukey's putting in lots of... Okay, so recently I've been thinking about um, negotiation. Each one of us has to learn to negotiate well in life. From the moment that we're born, we are beginning to learn how to negotiate with life. Ezra here is learning how to negotiate, um, Harmony's learning how to negotiate, they're all young kids in our church at the moment, there's more, but yeah, that are two that are learning to negotiate right now. We must learn to negotiate well. Do you agree? Like, I worked in real estate marketing for a little while. The only reason that we have real estate agents is because no one can negotiate well. Otherwise, what do you need them for? They're just somebody there and they're not doing a job. I know, I worked in the field. Um, They're just a shiny bucket that somebody puts in the corner that you throw money into. That's all they are. They don't do anything. (laughs) Apologies to any real estate agents in the room and to those that had real estate firms because I know there are a couple from South Africa. But it's true, they know that. (laughs) But... I, but negotiation, so I did classes on negotiation, I realized, I learned off this guy from America that about negotiation in life, and I realized I was not a very good negotiator. And so the reason is, most of the time, is because we get in the road. We get in the road. When I was selling real estate, someone would have a house, and they wanted $10 million for it, and somebody came in and said, I'll give you $55,000, and they went... No, I'm not having that. No. And this emotion would come out of a bad negotiation. So let's look at this. To negotiate in the Latin, we all know this is from Neg not. and um, <laughs> Otium, Otum, which is leisure, it's not leisure. So when we're negotiating, it's not leisure. It's business. It's business. Oh. That changes things because you've heard all the mafia talk, hey, it's it's not personal, it's just business. It's like chopping something off you, I don't know. (laughs) But we're not actually, negotiation isn't what we're meant to be good at. Negotiation requires lots of things. It, It depends on your cognition, your ability to think well in every situation. It depends on your perception in life. And you might say, oh, just the perception of the negotiation. No, your perception of everything everything. When I walked into negotiations, you had to work out who was the top, who had well, whose body language was doing what, who was telling you lies, who was telling you the truth. You've got to be perceptive. You're, and now I'm not just talking about business here, we're talking about life. Okay, I'm going to be touching on some spiritual principles here. It's going to sound like I'm talking about just normal life, but we're actually talking about the Word of God. Does that sound all right? So negotiation, the world doesn't want you to negotiate really they do but they don't they just want you to control you and get you to fall into line with them that's the pattern of this world I'm getting ahead of myself and I just want to thank you Holy Spirit for speaking today I don't have any jokes I've got some quotes these are thought-provoking quotes all from two cousins GK Chesterton and AK Chesterton first one is and I love quotes like this they make you think about life An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. I'm throwing it on the string because you've got to think about these things. An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. Change your perspective. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. Whenever we took a wrong street or we got lost when I was with my dad, he would say, take a good look around, guys. We'll never be back here again. So I did. And I enjoyed the journey. I was always like, I'm never going to see this again. You know, like change things. I say that to my, well, when my kids traveled with me, now they have their own kids and families and all that. So make sure you have adventures in life. Art, like morality, consists of drawing the line somewhere. These are deep statements, aren't they? Like, without education, we are in horrible and deadly danger of taking educated people way too seriously so get some education fallacies do not cease to be fallacies because they become fashions i'm going somewhere with this modern toleration is really tyranny it is a tyranny because it is a silence you cannot speak out against it you cannot talk about it rationally all you get is shouted at by it tyranny tolerance is the, virtue, oh sorry, is the virtue of a man without convictions. Oh, tolerance is the virtue of a man without convictions. You've got to have some strong convictions in life. Otherwise, here's the last one. Societies are far gone in depravity when toleration is considered a good in itself without regard to the thing tolerated. So... I was thinking about negotiation and how we need to negotiate well, but that's to do with business. We actually need to mediate well. Mediation is what we want in life. It's not just to get a win-win. Sometimes it might be a lose-win. But in mediation, I have stewarded well. I've done a good stewardship role. And that's what we are called to be and to do with our life. Steward our emotions. Steward our atmospheres. Steward our time, steward. Our love, steward. Our praise, steward. Everything really well, steward. Our money, of course. Why? Someone told me once, and it just eludes me to this day. Both the thought of why I need to have money and money itself—they both elude me to this day. Okay, I'm I'm trying to be funny. This is a deep topic here today that I'm talking about. Is, are you just waiting for it? Maybe you're feeling that there's a bit of depth to this and I'm just trying to share. So the pattern of this world is about toleration. But the problem is with toleration, it it turns into manipulation. So I want to talk about the only time that I see in the Bible, it talks about us tolerating things. And let's go to Revelation 2, right towards the end, it's talking to the church at Thyatira or however they said it back then. There were seven of these churches that um, John on the island of Patmos, Jesus comes to him and speaks to him, gives him a revelation and says, send, send this revelation of everything that's going to happen, everything that's happened, everything that's going to happen, send it out to the churches, these seven churches. I want to speak to them, to those churches, but there's going to be an eternal message going out to them. It's just going to be specific for them, but it's going to be for everyone because this is right in the network and the highway of where the church is going. It's going to be taken out. Whew you get that these messages weren't just singly to a church they were to go out to the churches but this church he says to the angel of the church in Thyatira write this so the angel it's not an angel over a church even though people think oh every church has an angel that's not what I talking about it's the messenger it's the messenger it's actually the special messenger over that church usually it's the leader so write this to the leader of the church he's got to get this in his head These are the words of the Son of God whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds. This is Jesus. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. This is great. He's saying, I know you. I know you've got a great heart. I know you've got great faith. I know you've got great, you've done good works and all this. And not only that, that what you're doing now is better than what you were doing. You're doing well. You're doing great. But, but, nevertheless, I have this against you. In the King James, it says, I have these things against you. It's plural. And then it says, you tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, prophet. And by her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. This is pretty deep. It's, there's an element to this that you just go, Like, and you read on from this. It's pretty deep. But one thing I do know about Jesus, whenever he turns up, what we think is a really big issue and something that is so insurmountable, we can never get over it. He says, you say murder's a big issue. You say like adultery is a big issue. You say lies are a big issue. They all come from your heart. It all starts with something in your heart. Now, imagine being in this church at Theotira. They get this letter from John from John, who's on the island of Patmos, who'd been put in boiling water, kept on, sorry, boiling oil to kill him. He kept on preaching in the boiling oil, so they took him out and put him on the island of Patmos, which was away from everything. He writes all these letters. Ah, oh. So they write all these letters out. You imagine being in this place and you've got the name Jezebel. And honestly, it probably wasn't the name of any, I don't know. It could have been a person, it could have been a very name, the Jezebel, but that seems a little obvious, wouldn't it? It's talking about something a little deeper than that. It could have been an individual, definitely. But why is it that we always go looking for an individual that's doing this to me and and not think, am I doing this to anyone else? So, who was Jezebel? We know the name Jezebel. You've, you've heard it. Even if you've never had your head into a Bible, you would have heard the term Jezebel. Oh, that wicked Jezebel, that brazen Jezebel, you know, and it's always a woman. Well, in the Bible, it was a woman. But there's a spirit to do with this. And we say it's this Jezebel spirit. It's never mentioned in the Bible. It doesn't ever say a Jezebel spirit. Today, I want to talk about it in a very light way. Yes, because I've heard this before. And next thing, anybody that had too much lipstick on, so I went home and took it straight off. But (laughs) they were just accused of being a Jezebel. And it's like, no, guys, why do we always go to external? Jesus said, go internal, go internal. So who was Jezebel? Right. So Jezebel, if you go back to Kings, Jezebel was um, the daughter of a Sidonian king. He was a Phoenician king and also a priest in um, the Baal worship that the Phoenicians were into. She married Ahab, one of the kings of Israel. When she came in, she were, her name Jezebel, or actually Isabel, in um, Phoenician means where is the prince. It's a shout that they give out to the god Melkart when he's holidaying in the underworld, That's the the praise that they shout out to awaken him from the underworld, her name. So she's had some stuff dumped on her from a young age. You might think, oh, that's her. No, no, no. She's had this forced on her by her dad. She's got this name. She's got this um, identity in this. So then she gets sold off to be a political pawn into this arena. But she's got some issues too. As soon as she heads over there, she starts just asserting her authority. She's now queen, I suppose. So she becomes um, co-regent with Ahab. You you don't see it. It's not written there. But all of a sudden, she has her own table that she brings in 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Ashtoreth. They come in and they sit at her table. And then she starts doing things around the place. She gets Ahab to set up all these... Asherah poles to Asterith. Now that's the god that she worshipped back there. Historically if you go into it and look at the um, uh, archaeological um, remnants, Melkart or Asterith was actually placed beside God. She married Asterith to God and Asterith became the consort of Yahweh, the great God of heaven. So there are actually tablets with Melkart or Asterith. Now this is the god that God said that Jehovah said, don't entertain this God, he wants to kill your children, he wants to burn them in the fire, this is the God, this is the God she worshipped. Now the start of it, it, I've got to explain this because it explains the sexual immorality and the food to idol stuff, because you might say, well that doesn't matter to me, I'm not going to eat any meat sacrificed to the idols and I'll make sure that I don't get into sexual immorality. The thing is that this this is so much part of the human condition that we don't realize it's, it's sneaking up on us until it's there. Until somebody says, do you realize you're operating in a manipulative spirit? I've done it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why do I need to do this? Oh, I'm get, can I just get to the nuts and bolts of this? Is that all right? Beauty. So... She comes in, does all this nasty stuff, ends up killing off a heap of the prophets. Elijah says, stop being a naughty person to Ahab. He goes, no, I won't. So it doesn't rain. All this stuff goes on for three years. There's a fight. There's a bit of a turmoil. She's really nasty in the whole thing. There's high places set up, a shearer pole set up. Now, you've got to realize their whole process of worship and why she had 450 prophets and 400 prophets was because the worship was so uh, dark and horrific it was so sexualized and horrific and they did it at a high place and we're not talking revelry fun here they played music so you couldn't hear people screaming it's looked good at the start bad and then they sacrificed food to idols and then you you got to eat that it contaminated so sexual immorality scripture tells us every sin is outside the body Sexual immorality is within the body. So here it is, this thing, and it's a lie, it's trying to contaminate us by making us think we're defiled from the inside. Then food sacrificed to idols, you couldn't even touch it. That was the contamination from the outside. That's the religious putting on. So one is we we just denigrate ourselves and say well if this is me then I'll just be me to the best that I can be and just be a filthy yucky person I don't want to be that person to you Mm. or you get this religious control on you you've got to look right from the outside but nothing's right on the inside the beautiful thing is that Jesus came and he says it starts from the inside and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a new heart I'm going to give you a new heart so you don't have to rely on this one anymore. And, and it can be all at once. You might think it's all at once, but it's going to be a process. It's going to be growing and expanding you and you're going to learn to grow through life. You're not going to have like these, because um, ah, we all want to hit the end. We want to hit, go to the end of whatever the journey is, whatever the trial is, whatever we have to face in life, whatever the workday is, just get me to the end. But that's not it. God wants us to magnify him through the journey. God wants to exalt the Lord our God through the journey. No matter what we're facing, go through the journey. So here's some keys from two people that didn't get it, Ahab and Jezebel. They're not the Jezebel spirit. It's the Ahazabel spirit because it was both of them together convincing each other that they had it all together. So this is within us. This is within each one of us. It's the human condition to start. If we don't get what we think we're going to get, we need to try and, oh, how am I going to make this turn around so it works out for me? It's not the way that God says it. He says, ask me. I'm your provider, not you. Because not... whatever we, we initiate in the flesh, we have to sustain in the flesh. It's shown to us right through Scripture. Whatever we initiate in our own strength, we have to sustain it in our own strength. But if it's sustained by God, sorry, if it's initiated by God, His vision, His provision, His energy carrying us through. So I want to tell you, we don't have to manipulate. We don't have to try and be in control of every, everything. This is such a liberating thing because I, I find myself doing this all the time. So these are the points it starts off with insecurity and rejection. Insecurity and rejection is at the base of this, and to be honest, father issues. Jezebel had father issues, Ahab had father issues. They both had big daddy issues in their life. We need to know our father in heaven. Our heavenly father can help us a bit. <laughs> our heavenly father, sorry, did I say? Yeah, earthly father, sorry. Thank you. I heard that. Our earthly father can help us a bit, but our heavenly father, he's got it. Mm. So when we start off with insecurity and rejection, we've got a loss already. So we're thinking, well, where's mine? I, I deserve more than this. And, and it turns from, from insecurity and rejection in our life. Somehow we've got to convince ourselves that no, 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 no. This was other people's fault. It's not about me. It's all about you. <laughs> no, not you, Jamie. You. no. no. <laughs> and then what that does is it builds pride and arrogance this is the process you can actually read through the whole story pride and arrogance comes in and I see this in my own life oh, I, I've, I need this I've, I deserve this and it's interesting because they then manipulate the the final point is manipulation and control and it really, it comes into this whole thing, intimidation, manipulation and domination. That's what we're dealing with here. Intimidation, like she would say, you've got to bow down to this God because he's, she's married to Yahweh now. And the prophets would say, no, Yahweh's the one true God. And that's would say, well, you're dead. We're going to kill you. It's just threats and just violence and manipulation and control. You've got to do this or that. Tolerance today says you must tolerate this behavior See, tolerance, what was that statement before? It was a really good one. Societies are are far gone into pravity when toleration is considered a good in itself. Because people say you've got to be tolerant. Why? I must be tolerant because if if you're not tolerant, then society won't be tolerant of you. Like you might go, yeah, of course. No, no, let it sink in. That's the reason that everybody is bowing to what the the minority voice is or what we think the loudest squeaky wheel voice is in society. And it's just manipulating and trying to control us into tolerating this. We can't. It defiles us from within and it defiles us from without. We must stand in the conviction that we have in God. We cannot tolerate things if you've got a conviction in life. And if you go, well, I don't have any convictions in life, then... Poor you, because you need conviction. The word conviction means bedrock. It's concrete in your life. It's bedrock. It's what you stand on. You need a conviction in life. So, Elijah, as soon as he... So, he kills all the prophets. There's 850 of them, big day out. Calls down fire from heaven chases down the prophets kills all them he's exhausted when does these things attack you when you're exhausted so then he's exhausted Jezebel says oh surely I'm going to kill you you've done this I'm going to do this to you he's exhausted he's freaked out oh no he runs he runs so far and then he goes oh I might as well just die have you ever been in a place that you just go I wish I could just i dead would be better than being here right now I think each one of us has had times in our life where we go, hmm, do you know what that is? Something trying to manipulate and control us straight away. It's really like, so he's there. And this is what gets me because I do this all the time. And when I saw this, I was like, huh. So So God feeds him. If he really wanted to die, he wouldn't eat the food. But God feeds him and all that. And then, then, he, then he's sitting there, and I'm, I'm telling you, he would have been going over his head, oh, I have did everything right, and I did this, and I did that, and why am I out here under the broom brush? So the angel comes to him and says, Elijah, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I've been most loyal to the Lord our God. I've been most excellent in my service to him. I've done everything, and I'm the only prophet left in the house, and oh, I've done everything right Then God turns up and says, Elijah, what are you doing? He repeats it exactly the same. Have you ever been going to have a conversation with someone or you're meeting somebody, it could just be someone in the house and you're having an argument in your head with them before you even get there? You're having an argument and you go over every scenario and then you go, oh, but if they say this, I can come back with this (laughs) thing. And then if they do that, I'll say this. I'm being very vulnerable here. (laughs) Please don't tell me I'm the only one that does this. We do this. We do this. And the thing is, we can't do this. This is not who we are. This is not our culture. This is not our playground. This is not who we are. So we could look at this Ahab and Jezebel and say, oh, what terrible people they are. Really, they're just people that... Yeah, they lost. They did some pretty dark stuff. Okay, can't go away from that. But doesn't that make you like sit up and go? Well, I'm sure they didn't set out to be like that. See, this is a correction, not in tearing down any Jezebel spirits over the community and people that. It's actually identifying a human condition that that God says, you know, if you relief uh, give that over to me, over to Jesus. I'll deal with it. I love that about God. Because more and more I've realized it's not about me. It's about his presence. I have very little to do with this. And I'm so grateful for that. But what I do need to bring, I need to do well. So each one of us, not much is really required of us. You might think there is a lot required of me. There's not that much. Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly. That's what's required of us. So it finishes up by saying this. Verse 24. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching. See, she married something to the teaching. She married Ashtoreth to Yahweh. What do we bring in and just attach it to our understanding of Jesus at time? To help manipulate it or help just come so I get a few goals in my... When, when is it my turn? Hmm. And it goes on to say, and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets. You might ask me what they are. Don't know. Don't want to know. I don't need to go looking for darkness. Just turn on the light just turn on the light, why do we, yeah, last week we we saw a lady get free in church, just after church, you might have been here, and you might have thought, oh what's going on, haven't seen that for a while, a lady got free, God had freed a lady from from control over her life for like four decades plus, and I'm just like, praise God, God is so good, which I've got to, got to be honest, Dad was saying to me, Steve, we haven't seen any demons for a while. This is over the last from few years. And I'm going, I'm glad about that, Dad. Because <laughs> it freaks me out. No, it doesn't freak me out. I just, I prefer not to deal with that. Because there's so much misinformation about it. And I'm telling you now, there, there are demons. You can say, oh, but demons can't affect Christians. Yes, they can. I've, I've let them affect me. I've let them um, control, you know, have influence in my life. And you might say, how do you do that? By relinquishing your will to them. They are here to steal, kill and destroy. And they want to drag us down. And why am I smiling? Take courage because I have overcome the world, Jesus said. (laughs) I've overcome all this. We do this not to, be, not to go, oh, I, I need to get afraid. No, we do this to say, oh, I need to get free. I need to get free of this. When you're driving in the car because you've got, you've got to meet with the bank manager, or I don't know, or the police or something, don't have that argument in your head. Don't have that argument. You might be going to work, having a, you've got to talk to someone at work and... Set them right. I don't know what it is. Don't have that argument in your head. Say, Father God, I just give this over to you. Holy Spirit, just fill that room right now. Imagine if we were people like this, that we didn't try to manipulate and control things. We just had no ambition at all and just let God do it. I'm going to finish there. Oh, no, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even touched my rooibos tea. which one am I speaking into? <laughs> I nearly went to speak into my tea then. Okay, listen to this, oh, if you think that God requires too much of you and all this, it's finishing up here, so long, so, try again, Satan's so-called deep secrets, he says, for those who don't, I will not impose any other burdens on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. Just hold on to what you got. Don't let go, girl. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end. I love this about Jesus. He says, if you hold on, come on, if you're victorious, believe me, believe me, trust me. He's saying, if you trust me, oh, if you trust me, no, I love this, because I want to trust him with everything. I want to trust him. Where am I up to? I've got tears over my eye. Over my, I can't read this now. Thank you. You can read it there. Yeah, to the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I'm shouting in the... <laughs> I'll give authority over the nations authority over the nations you might say oh I get to step no 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 that means influence that means influence into nations you might go what does that mean we've got so many people groups through our our community here imagine you know we're given because we're stepping into what God has for us and we're not going how do I manipulate the day and get it controlled by that we're going oh no where am I taking my step Holy Spirit lead me Holy Spirit guide me Holy Spirit in this because I've got no clue how this is going to turn out for good That's what I'm thinking some of the times. I'm going, but I'm going to keep following you because everyone else is a liar. Jesus, I'm following you. You're the only one with the truth. Every other person's concept is a lie somewhere. Might have some truth in it, but I'm telling you, this is it. He says, I will give that one the morning star. Um, Whoever has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Can I just say what I got out of this? It wasn't just about a person, it's their fault. It's like, no, come on, guys. Jesus was, he knew our human condition. He was acquainted with grief. He knew sorrow. He knew pain. He knew all these things, but it didn't control him. We have a human condition. We've been given victory over everything. So let us govern we don't have to argue with ourselves in the car when we're going. In. We don't have to try and manipulate and control. And in fact, we don't have to have all the answers sometimes and make them up and say, no, 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 this is how it has to be. Blah blah blah. Oh, don't even know if that's going to work. But yeah, it makes me look good, makes me look like I'm the important one again, or I feel like I have to be the boss in this situation. No, what's wrong with us just saying, I don't know, but God does. I have no clue. I've got a few But God knows exactly what's needed in here. Can I encourage you? We don't have to be a Hazzabels in our life. We can be free. We can be free. And part of that is just being aware that we want to control. (laughs) That when we have loss, when we're intimidated, when we have rejection in our life, it can sometimes upset us. If we don't go back to dad, we sometimes think, well, we've got to make this right. Nah, he can make it right. He's the only one that can make it right. Can I pray for you before we go today? I hope you got something out of that today. This is a deep spiritual truth that has really simple implications. You can just apply it. Applications, I mean, not implications. Applications. Thank you for that laugh. Father, hey, stand with me if you're able to. Please stand with me. This is a great day. Hey, we've got Wayne and Alison Lee visiting with us today. Yeah so glad to have you guys here hey you've never heard me preach before have you it's pretty boring wasn't it oh once in your church yeah yeah yeah, it's boring (laughs) ah they're really good friends broken hills yeah coming ahead new season new season for you guys yeah new season roof's going on that building yeah new season i love seasons have you noticed that the changing of seasons te- ties you out sometimes? We were talking the other night with someone. Spring's a great season to come into, but be aware, changing of seasons ties you out. You might think, oh, why am I depleted? It's a natural thing. Have a rest, take some time out. Father, thank you for your presence here. I just feel your presence. Lord, I thank you that you're in control, that you are the great king Of all heaven and earth. Father, your pattern is everywhere. It is so beautiful to witness when we see your pattern. And your pattern of love, of grace, of mercy is so beautiful. Father, may we have those portions in our life in abundant measure love, grace, and mercy that we don't have to manipulate. We don't have to keep going over the offenses and the rejections those things and we don't have to keep trying to control everything holy spirit i thank you right now that you are the spirit of truth you are the spirit of revelation the spirit of jesus that you show us exactly what we need to see bring conviction into our life you bring bedrock into our life so that we're not knocked around we're not on water anymore we are on rock and we know we're standing firm Father, I speak blessing and favour over each life, over each marriage, over each household. Father, may peace, grace and love. No more intimidation, manipulation and domination. Peace, grace and love. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for mercy flowing. Goodness and mercy. Thank you that it's awake, like a wake coming up behind us that everyone's getting caught in this wake of goodness and mercy, not in intimidation and control, but goodness and mercy. Start speaking it over your life. No, I've got goodness and mercy. Everyone's getting affected by goodness and mercy. That's God's problem. Goodness and mercy will be following me all the days of my life. Everyone coming up behind me is getting goodness and mercy. Father, thank you. Thank you for making it simple, for dumbing it down enough so that we can just go, ha, ha. That's beautiful. Lord, we release these things over to you. Any concerns that we've had that we feel like we've lost or we've missed out or we've been ripped off. Father, thank you for the lessons that we can learn. Thank you for the good that you bring out of every situation. And help us to hand over more to you, Father, so that we're not holding on to baggage that isn't ours to carry Just got an easy yoke, a light burden. Thank you, Jesus. Speak freedom right now. Breath of the Spirit in our lungs. Peace in our sleep. Rest. Oh, and energy in our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't God good? I love this aspect of come magnify the Lord with me. Because there's so many things that we can magnify in life. But when we magnify the Lord things you just go that's it that's what I need to be focusing on that's what I need to be going after have a great day guys if you need any prayer please come up the front we'd love to pray if you've got a team here but have an awesome day an awesome week thanks for joining today if you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church head to our website riveredgechurch.com.au.